It's Samantha and Danielle. Welcome to Can You Talk, a podcast about body confidence and self-acceptance. We're sisters on a journey to love ourselves better. Each episode will explore different aspects of body confidence and we'll share our unique experiences. If you're currently struggling with accepting your body or you need more support in your journey towards self-love, we want to be there for you. We hope you enjoy it. All right, so today is a little bit different. We aren't going to be really focusing too much on the body confidence part of the podcast, but um, focusing more on stress and mental health. Um, But first of all, thank you all for listening to the podcast and supporting us on Instagram. We were on a bit of a hiatus um, for about a month and a half, Um, Danielle. You were diagnosed with COVID. I was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It definitely was difficult, but I am thankful that it was, like, as mild as it was. I still have some, like, leftover symptoms I'm dealing with, but thankfully feeling so much better. Um, I know you've been super busy with work. Yeah, work's been a lot. Um, First of all, glad that you're feeling better, obviously, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, hoping that your cough will go away, and just a shout out to all of the other teachers who have to be in the germ pool every day, (laughs) Um, you know, even with taking the necessary precautions, it's still a risk to go to school and teach children, so thank you for that. Um, So today we want to dig into pre-election stress. I feel like we are all experiencing this in some capacity. It's obviously an extremely important election cycle. And if you haven't already voted, please do so for early voting. Um, If not, hopefully you have a plan for November 3rd. but basically, we just wanted to talk about, you know, some some ways to kind of make sure that you're taking care of yourself during this time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so the first question, Danielle, how are you dealing with this pre-election stress? Um, I think besides drinking some extra wine here and there to help with that, um, no, I... I think I have been trying to like be mindful of my mental health with the election. Uh, setting boundaries for me is like a really big deal. So like trying to stay informed and up to date on everything, but also like knowing when to take a step back and take a break from like the news and social media has been really important. Um, especially after like the debates, I was feeling a lot of anxiety after the debates. Um, so then investing some extra time into self-care was helpful. Um, yeah, I just like, I tend to have like a physical reaction when it comes to conflict. So increasing my self-care and like getting enough sleep and just taking care of myself is so important. What about you? 
So for me, that I have been dealing with a lot of my stress, like I needed some kind of outlet. So I've been text banking for mm-hmm. about now. And so I try and um, put in a few hours each week into text banking, um, whether it be, you know, on a Saturday when I have a few hours or I try and do some after work sometimes, but I feel like it has given me a sense of purpose and that I, you know, I, I know that these text messages are so annoying, but <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised of, of the amount of people I've had real conversations with, whether it be about helping them create their voting plan or, you know, getting poll workers out there. And so for every response that you send, like stop or opt out or whatever, um, (laughs) I totally understand it. And that never hurts my feelings, but it definitely makes up for it when I have conversations with people where I feel like I've helped in some way. And with texting, I've found it a lot uh, easier than, um, you know, calling people. I don't think I want to commit to calling people, but Mm -hmm. the texting part kind of makes it a little bit more anonymous. Like you're not texting from your own phone number. Um, You don't even have to use your own name if you don't want to, but I just feel like it's a way to kind of remind people as well, like, hey, November 3rd is right around the corner. So it's... um, it's been an interesting process, and I think I would definitely do it again um, because of the conversations that I have had. Um, obviously, you know, some of them, I, I get some nasty responses, but at the same time, like, <laughs> I think that's with anything, and I really don't care about those at all. Yeah, I think that that's so cool that you're doing that. I might be interested in doing it next time, maybe. Um <laughs> When you have conversations with people, I guess, like, first of all, like, you're texting, like, a specific party, or is it kind of everyone? Like, for those people listening who might not be familiar with text baking like me, um, can you explain that process a little bit? Yeah, so I've been volunteering with two separate, separate like, initiatives, I guess. Mm in order to get these text messages out. So the first one is the DNC. And then the other one, I forget the name of it, like uh, show up, vote up, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, for the DNC, obviously the idea is that we would be texting only Democrats, but because people change their numbers all the time, that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you'll get someone who has a new phone number um, and you know, their number was registered as someone who's a Democrat, but then, um, you know, they'll say MAGA or whatever, which is fine. Mm. (laughs) Oh, boy. But so um, typically you're just calling people within that party. But also, um, you know, when we were looking for like poll workers and stuff, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, we're not, uh, we really don't care as long as you're there helping out. So um, right. It's not like, so it's not like you're trying to convince people to switch parties. Um, I'm sure there are some text banking opportunities out there for that, yeah. but it's more to make sure that people within your own party are getting out and voting. Gotcha. Um, when you are like dealing with people with beliefs that are different from yours or different political opinions, how do you deal with that? 
With text banking? Yeah, like with, I mean, with text banking and in real life too, but you said like you come across some people with different opinions and you have those conversations with text banking too. Yeah, so with the text banking, there are canned responses for most questions that you come across or most responses that you come across. So I need those um, for like real life. <laughs> so with text banking, they have canned responses for most resp- most kinds of like questions or responses that you would get. Mm. And so it kind of takes the guesswork out of it and is also a way for the DNC or whom- whomever to control the talking points because when you're texting on behalf of an organization or a candidate, you want to make sure that those talking points are consistent. That makes sense. Yeah, so that part's really helpful, um, and it takes the guess. Obviously, if you want to add in, um, you know, some personal stories or experiences, that's fine. But when it like if someone says MAGA twenty twenty, I think the canned response is like, um, you know, have a nice day, mm-hmm. because you know we don't want to spend our time arguing with someone who has made up their mind. We're really more interested in finding those people who might not know who they're voting for yet they're kind of on the mm-hmm. fence they want to have conversations about policies and stuff like that yeah just helping them like find their plan and find more information yeah. that makes sense as far as uh you know i guess people who i know who have different opinions and views yeah i would say that i'm like really good at this but i don't think i am i i think i could we could all probably be better at this, but um, I know that you've had conversations with a few people who have different views and opinions than you do. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you approach those conversations and how do you follow up on them, I guess, or how do you get past them? Um, good question. Still working on it. <laughs> um, I think approaching the conversation with, like, as much empathy as one can muster. (laughs) Um, Mm. And then also knowing when to back off and when to set a boundary. Like, if the other person isn't necessarily treating you with that same respect, then, like, okay, why are we having this conversation? I'm going to end it here. That sort of thing. Um But I try to just come at it with empathy and then also just keeping my own mental health and sanity, I think, in mind of, like, when to end that conversation. Um, And then following up with them, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have an answer for that yet. I'm still working on that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Fast forward, it's November 3rd. What are you doing? What are your plans for the night? Um, I, do, like, I haven't made plans yet. Maybe I should. Um, I know that article that you sent me earlier was saying, like, having plans potentially eases some anxiety surrounding election night. So it's probably a good idea to make some kind of plan. But as of right now, I think probably staying home, 
drinking some wine so that either way that's a good answer I think um but I am stressed that we might not have the results until later like I'm not sure how that will work yeah me either honestly and also just if you're um wondering the article that Danielle is referencing is how to cope with election stress from psychology today and it's nonpartisan for relieving stress about the upcoming election. So we can post that um, in the show notes, but yeah, I'm with you on, um, you know, just not knowing how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, since so many people have voted early, I feel like hopefully there will be enough of a, margin to call it god i hope so who the heck knows do you have any plans yeah so will and i already decided that we're ordering italian which is like a treat mm-hmm. for us to order um so i'll get my penny alla vodka Ooh, I'll get carbonara. we'll have lots of bread and wine mm-hmm Yeah. And I actually know a lot of people at work who are taking off the next, the following day um, for mental health purposes as well. Do you have any other tips for like wanting to de-stress, I guess before or potentially after the election? Well, just looking at... um, you know, this list from Psychology Today, planning an enjoyable event for after election day if you're, you know, within COVID restrictions, obviously, just having something to look forward to would probably be nice. Um, obviously, uh, talk to your therapist about, if you have one, about any anxieties that are bubbling up for you. Um, and I think... Uh, as always, I suggest writing things down, um, and especially with with politics, I feel like action is always the best way to de-stress because mm-hmm. you do have some degree of control over these things. And it might not feel like it, but there are things, especially on the local level, that you can do to influence, you know local governments and all of that. And so maybe putting together a plan of how you want to be involved post-election. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, the candidate that we want to win wins, that doesn't mean that all of the problems magically go away. Right. They still need to be held accountable. Yes, completely. And Although I think it'll be easier to accomplish some of the things that we want to accomplish, we can't just put all of our faith and hope into one human person. Right. It takes a community to make real change. And if you just, um, I think if you put it into perspective rather than putting all of your stock into one candidate, then it can probably make you feel a lot better and you know, text banking has been that for me leading mm-hmm. up to the election. I haven't figured out what it will be after the election, but um, just being more aware of how politics affect not just my life, but a lot of other people's lives, especially less privileged people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think putting things into perspective and putting together some kind of action plan can probably take some of that stress away. At least for me, that that is something I plan to do. Yeah, definitely. Even something as simple as like writing a letter to your representatives. I know I've used ResistBot a lot. It takes like two seconds. You can choose whatever issue you want to write to them about and it helps you do that super easily. So that's something else that I like to do, especially when I'm feeling extra stressed with politics. Yeah, and and I think part of it, a lot of the times, I think with politics, at least for me, when I get really stressed, I realize that I might not even understand the process or why something is the way it is. So doing research into like those processes and understanding the history of politics a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think can also frame some things that you might not have realized in the past. It might help you frame your thinking like, okay, so it was like this back then. Why did it change to this? And how can we change it to this? Right. And that helps us to kind of like take back some of that control when we're feeling a little bit powerless, I guess. It helps to bring some control back into our lives, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) But regardless, it's an extremely stressful time and it's valid to feel stressed and also just feel maybe sad and um, you know, just feeling that tension that seems to be woven through every aspect of life at this point. Mm-hmm. But, so it's okay to feel those things, I think, is an also good thing to acknowledge. Yeah, definitely. Take care of yourself, body, mind, all of that. Vote. God, please vote. <laughs> I think that's all I have. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Please vote. And I feel like if you're going to complain about things, then you need to vote. Because if you don't vote, in my opinion, you don't have a right to complain about the things that you had the opportunity to change. Right. Control what you can and then... Then you get to complain about it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And again, nothing is going to be solved overnight. Nothing is going to be solved once we get a new president. However, the little things that you do every day to learn and educate yourself can really change the course, I think, of like where this country is going. Yeah, it's really cliche, but knowledge really is power. Yeah, that is our episode for today. Rate, review, and subscribe if you like us. Can't wait to chat with you later on Can You Talk? Can You Talk is not a substitution for therapy or medical advice. If you need to speak with a licensed professional, please reach out to your doctor.